This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, November the 30th, 2016. Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Wednesday, November 30th. Thanks so much for joining us today. Who are we? Again, the Patriot Trading Group. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, meeting your needs in the gold and silver market. Now, over 20 years, I believe. What do we, you know, you know on a daily basis, what we do is provide information and how we do it. One here on the air. The other, you can go online and check us out at allamericangold.com. Not only can you look at the products, but you can get the news to disturb the comfortable. To go with that news, you can call us anytime at 1-800-951-0592. And the lovely Wendy is here to take your phone call, answer your question. All of this is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. His name's Joe J. Quint. We call him the Double J. It's hump day, Joe. Fed talking about rate hikes, and I know you dig in every day and grind it out to get as much information as possible to provide that information. What's on the horizon on this hump day? Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Happy hump. I never know what you're going to say. I know. I know. throw it out there to you. But I just saw <laughs> I just saw headlines about uh, two different headlines regarding rate hikes and those types of things, and I know that it's something you've been keeping tabs on. Your entire career here with the Patriot Trading Well, you know, it, it, it is it, something you do. It, it, it's something that I do. Yeah. I, I watch it all the time. I read all their stuff and, and why I, I'm warning all of you of the chaos that is coming. Because, it's imminent is the way you know, you're yeah, putting it, it. If you read anything they've ever written, any of them, they'll all tell you what they're doing right now is total madness. And it only will end horribly. Uh, but this is what they do. Right? They They create the problem and then they pretend that they have the solution <laughs> right it's, it's the old let's have the wolf guard the hen house and and you know when you think about all of the 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 cycles now you know when they try to oh well you know there's ups and there's downs and all of them created because they 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 want to believe that somehow they have this power to control the economies of the world and just in that the what has happened over the last especially really uh, the last 50 years is as they've lost control they've essentially gotten more power because the reason that they allegedly lost control was they didn't have enough power. And now the the final card is being played, which is the drive to the new world digital currencies that will ultimately what? Give them the ultimate power. And guess what? Here, I'm going to give you a big shocker. They'd have all the power they want. Not going to help them. The second you detach your currency off from gold, every single time, not 60%, not 
100% of the time, it goes to zero. It's just what happens. But to Homer's point, there has been a lot of Fed talk today. Scuttlebutt. One of the Fed governors said, hey, the case is strengthened for a rate hike next month. Well, I guess in a few days, well, it'll be next month here, what, tomorrow? Tomorrow is the tomorrow, 1st of December, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow is the 1st, so starting tomorrow, and of course the, the Fed meets here in a few weeks. And as I've already told you, I told you this uh, about two or three weeks ago, they're, they're raising rates in December again. So just like they did last December the one time. Uh, Goldman Sachs is is going back to the, they're going to rate, hike rate four times in 2017. Remember, they said that in 2015. And, of course, that didn't come to fruition. Uh, it's got uh, gold on its heels again today. Gold's down 15 bucks, $1,173. Uh, silver's down 13 cents at sixteen fifty-two. And this is when you really have to be diligent. Don't let this this pullback pass you by. Make sure you've bought at least once in this pullback uh, because you're going to be really in, in a, a position uh, to buy at lower prices. I think the move is, is about over. we got to get to this Fed meeting, but uh, this is part of the process in the... Donald Trump, i got to tell you what, he hasn't even been president yet, but I don't know if you saw with Carrier. Watched it this morning. Did you see that? Saved 1,000 jobs. That's now, he didn't get all 1,400, but he got 1,000 of them back. And you have to, you know what, and it just amazes me. It, it really does. You're telling me that this guy can bring back a thousand jobs and all the presidents that we elected, you know, whether it was Obama or Bush Jr. or Clinton, they couldn't bring back any. You know, and he talked about, you know what, I know how to negotiate. And if you watch, and this morning what I watched was CBS News, and they said he marched right in there whether marching in means over the phone, whatever. But he got on the phone with executives of the uh, company that owns United, Carrier. United Technology United. owns Carrier. And they have contracts with our government for an engine of one of the, the F fighter planes. Did you know this? And said, you want to hang on to that contract? You want that contract? Let's start talking. Let's put pen to paper. Get that eraser out. Let's start talking. Guess what? A thousand jobs were just saved. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. If you don't want to hear it, other people do. So let's quiet down. <laughs> That's the carrier manager, right? <laughs> that was perfect, Ramon. That was the clip. For those of you that don't remember, when Carrier had decided that, you know what, we're just going to shut the plant down. Right in Indianapolis, they had the, the, a meeting. They 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 summoned all the employees to the to the meeting room, and that was how they told them. Now I'll, I'll say this: I'll give them credit for not sending them an email, right? But these are guys; they don't work at a desk, right? These were they were you know working on the floor. 
Right? They were manufacturing. And that was the whoever was in charge there telling the workers after he just told them you're all going to be fired. Hey, by the way, can you can you quiet down? Can you pipe it down? Right? I don't care that you're losing right. your job. Just listen to just, what I yeah, have to listen, say. Listen to me and be quiet. But uh, apparently the Donald was able to negotiate and, and, and you know you think about it maybe that's what we need i will say this he has been making a lot of appointments i don't deal a lot in the in the politics side of things because it doesn't matter secretary of transportation right, all, all that stuff we're way past it the debt's 20 trillion dollars and it's only going to get worse and you know at least though donald trump is going to uh fight for you and, and he's just proven it I will say though I do love Wilbur Ross as a pick, and and he is going to be the guy that uh, is going to be handling nego- negotiations for uh, the Trump team. I think that's a good one. He's not been in politics before. A lot of his other picks, however, nah, I'm not all that excited about. I think he, you know, he's got a lot, and I get, you know, you can't go in there with everybody brand new. Right, you got to have some people in the in the administration that knows how uh, the old Washington works. Well, a politician. Yeah, you know, you got to have some of those people. But I, I wish you'd have a few more. You know, and and some of them, I'm, I'm, you know, flat out. There's some of them I'm disappointed in. And I'm like, oh, that person again. You know, right? But uh, hey, I think it's it's optimistic. I'm being hopeful. I think it's a great. Start. The guy hasn't even gotten an office yet. Guess what? Let me make a few phone calls. I guess President Obama's phone uh, wasn't working on the golf course. No, I guess right? not. I guess not. I guess he couldn't get that done. But uh, but nonetheless, a lot of other news out today. We had uh, ADP jobs, uh, two hundred and sixteen thousand, which they were very excited about. Of course. You know, it's all in the math. They went back to the month before and took away like 40,000 jobs, so this one uh, looked a little better. Uh, the problem was when you actually got into it, it was, well, what we know. It was all retail-type jobs, uh, a lot of jobs in transportation, right? Uh, so you have UPS hiring, FedEx hiring, uh, uh, the Uber drivers and the deliveries for Amazon and all that stuff was in there. A bunch of low-paying jobs again. But still, let's be optimistic. It wasn't okay. Now, now, the problem was it wasn't better than last year's number. That means we're going backwards. And it, and we have this whole growth thing that they, they've really, the media is doing a great job right now. They revised third quarter GDP. That was yesterday, from 2.9 to 3.2. And they'll tell you, that's the best growth in the third quarter since 2014. And I was like, wait a minute. Third quarter is always the best. What happened to 2015? And then I looked at 2015, and I remember they did a little uh, readjusting. So 2015, the second and third quarters of 2015, you had 3.9 in the second quarter, which this year was 1.4. Then in the 
third quarter, I want to say it was like 2.8, and this year it's 3.2 now. Uh, but when you actually average those two summer, the, the second and the third quarters, again, we're running almost a full point less. And you got to remember, don't forget about how we got the 3.2, if that's going to be the number. One point of that, really, I guess nine-tenths of that was all that soybean. Again with the tofu. And, and I will give them credit, at least in the articles yesterday, you know, they did all the all the consumer and they did all that stuff, right? But they did say, oh, oh yeah, and this soybean thing. So if you, did, if you actually took out the soybean, by the way, it was such a big deal. And remember, we talked about it here, that it actually increased the exports for the whole country by 10% in, in that in that third quarter. Think about that. We you know there's a lot of ex- importing and exporting going on, but just the soybean added a 10% increase into our trade exports, you know, and we and even with that, right? We still ran big deficits. But it made it better. But if you took out soybean, and, let, and I said not take it out there, just just take out, you know, just do a regular amount, because we ship out soybeans every, every month. If you just eliminated the spike of the soybean, that 3.2 all of a sudden only becomes 2.3. And you have a 1.4 and a 2.3 which would be the worst growth for the second and third quarters. The two best quarters of the year, by the way, and the reason why I'm doing this, two best quarters of growth after they seasonally adjust everything is the second and third quarters. And then uh, the fourth quarter and then, of course, the first quarter are the, the slower growth month. Which, really, when you think about it, makes no sense. Because everybody knows the fourth quarter is the biggest amount of spending, right? Because you got Thanksgiving and Christmas all in the fourth quarter. But anyway, neither here nor there. You would have had the slowest growth over the last four years without the soybeans. And even with the soybeans, it's the slowest growth in the last three years. And yet you would think that things are spectacular. I mean, look at the Dow at a new all-time high. Matter of fact, they had another all-time high today. Things are wonderful. And and this is the thing. The You remember the show I did last week, How Many Licks to the Center of the Tootsie Roll Pop? Oh, yeah. Right? We got the hard candy shell. Right, hey, look at the hard candy shell. Isn't it great? One, two, three. It takes three. This was out of the USA Today, and this really will tell you all you need to know. Middle age, mid-career, and living with roommates. It's not exactly the American dream that Generation X was thought to expect. By the way... I'm a Gen Xer. Homer's a Gen Xer. 
What? How old are you, Homer? I'll be fifty uh, next year. Fifty next year, yeah, right? A couple months. Yeah. Okay. The reality for an increasing number of people over forty, and then it says, and it may not be such a bad thing. So think about this again. Really, wait a minute. You're in your forties. And you're living with roommates in an apartment. This cannot be. Hey, that's not that bad. It could be worse. Right? You could be living under the underpass, I guess. Listen, if you're 40 and you're living with roommates and not family, and, and may, you're going through a divorce, you're going through an episode, you're going through something, some financial hardship. One in five, well, almost one, 19%. 19%. Over 40 years old, they say, according to the study, that uh, that 19% are now doing that that are over 40. That's an increase, by the way, of 23% in just the last two years. This is our great economic recovery, by the way. According to this study by the roommate matching service, Spare room. And then they broke down some of the worst cities. Dallas, Texas. Now, it's funny, because we talked about Dallas and their pension fund problem the other day. 30% of the people over the age of 40, oh, I guess of Gen X, live in an apartment with roommates. Philly's at 25. Philly, Detroit, and San Francisco's at 25%. Seattle and L.A. at 24%. D.C. and Miami at 23%. About a quarter of all Gen Xers now are seeking an apartment and roommates. After being, as Homer called it, divorced or widowed, it can provide an unexpected financial and social benefit for you. <laughs> Let's face it, why would you have roommates? Right? Because you can't afford you, to live you, by yourself. You've got to split right? that rent. But, you know. I get it. No, I feel you. If you live in a city and you want to feel like you live in a city, if you're spending all your money on rent and you live by yourself, you're not going to be having that really good feeling. Let, let me let me just throw this in there. I, I can't imagine being 40 and having to put a sock on the doorknob because I have roommates and a guest over. <laughs> Where's maturity in that? Well, I mean, this is this is your choice, right? You you have a roommate or roommates, or you'll back, move back in with mom and dad. Right, and you just throw pride out the window and live resent. Re, Listen, in resentment. I'm going to tell you right now, there's there's nothing wrong with it because that's what we're we're having to do. But to try to spin it like this is some great thing. Really, what we need to be focusing on is how the heck did we get to that point? Right, we're not talking about twenty year olds. We're talking about 40-plus. 
I'll give you a great a great story. And I don't know that it's great, but right before Thanksgiving, I've got I've got three brothers. I got an older brother, as you know, he's a lieutenant colonel and a customer. I love saying that. You take great pride. Right? I don't do. You? I do. And then I've got two younger brothers. The youngest, he's now like forty. He turned forty, like the day after Thanksgiving. He calls me on the phone, which is never good. And and he and he says to me, Joe, Mom's talking to me about you know getting ready. My mom is in her 70s. She still lives in Syracuse, and my youngest brother also lives there. My my three, me and my two other brothers do not. Mom wants to put me on as a, a signer for her checkbook in case something happened that my younger brother can pay her bills for her. And, uh, and he's all worried about, hey, I'm not going to have to take care of her, am I? That was his question. I'm going to talk about that next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Mrs. Schlafly was a constitutional attorney, champion of grassroots conservatism, and author of 27 books, including The Flip Side of Feminism, A Choice, Not an Echo, Who Killed the American Family, how the Republican Party became pro-life, and The Supremacists, which uncovers the dangers of activist judges in our court system. Now, from the Eagle Forum Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. For nearly 50 years, Concord High School in Elkhart, Indiana, has featured a live nativity scene as part of its annual Christmas show, which it calls the Christmas Spectacular. But this year, the ACLU and the Atheist Freedom From Religion Foundation brought a lawsuit on behalf of an unnamed father and his son, a student at Concord, to block the part of the show recognizing the nativity of Jesus as honored by Christmas. The plaintiffs asserted that this part of the show violated the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment by somehow endorsing Christianity. Their complaint alleged that the nativity scene depicting the birth of Jesus, quote, has no secular purpose and has the principal purpose and effect of advancing religion. Well, a federal judge agreed with the plaintiffs and prohibited the school from including the live characterization of the nativity as part of the show. But after he ruled, the Christmas show last year instead featured a display of mannequins to represent the nativity scene during the performance. According to a news report, the public school officials had promised that there would not be any nativity scene in the Christmas performance due to the prior ruling by the federal judge. But in fact, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph did appear briefly in the show for nearly two minutes, this time as mannequins rather than performers. The plaintiffs objected. However, this time the school district also included Hanukkah and Kwanzaa songs as part of the performance, and that helped cause the federal judge to side with the public school against the attempt to censor its performance. The federal judge ruled in favor of the public school and its nativity scene in its new show, holding that there was no violation of the First Amendment. The judge ruled that the revised Christmas show was not coercive in any way, and that it had many valid secular purposes. Well, this ruling illustrates that public schools should not give up when atheists object to their annual Christmas festivities. Public schools might use this ruling as a guide for their Christmas celebrations this year. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
Religious liberty is under attack. In schools, churches, and private business, a new wave of hostility to religion is being touted by the media and upheld by radical judges. Eagle Forum wants to hear your thoughts and firsthand experiences. Go to eagleforum.org and join the blog conversation. That's eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
Then we started going over all the things you got to get ready for. And for those, a lot of you out there, you can appreciate this, right? Because you got Social Security, then you got your Medicare, and then you got your Medicare Part B or Part D, whatever letter it is, right, that you pay for. Then my mom's also got long-term care that she pays for. In other words, you know, if you become... You know, if you get a stroke, right, or my mom lives in her house, which we're trying to talk her out of, you know, moving into something smaller, it has an upstairs and a basement, which, not, which not in Arizona, yeah, in Arizona, you don't, you don't have basements here, right, right. but the laundry room in her house is in the basement, okay, and I'm like, you know. You're carrying a, a a load of laundry. You could easily fall down the stairs. So you you see the commercials, right? I fall in it. I can't get up. And they push a little right. alert button. I get it. All that stuff. But there's all this stuff that she has to pay for. And the cost is incredible. My mom's a very prideful woman. My dad passed, you know, I'm thinking now, it's almost 30 years ago that my dad passed. And my mom has been self-sufficient since that time. She's never remarried. She owns her home that she's in now. She owns it. Uh, She also uh, owns her grandmother's house. My grandmother's house, her mother's house. But I asked her, well, what does that cost? And she didn't want to tell me, right? Because she doesn't want me to worry about, you know, Let's just say it costs quite a bit in this long-term care thing. It only goes till she's like 80. She didn't give me the exact number, but she thought it was 84 or 85 years old, where she did become incapacitated and needed to be cared for. She's paying for, you know, kind of the same reason why you buy gold. Hey, I bought it, and I hope I never have to use it. Right? Kind of that same premise. Why do you buy car insurance? You buy car insurance for the same reason. Hey, I'm buying it, and I hope I never have to use it. Life insurance, obviously, you buy that, you hope you never have to use it. And we're talking about the plan. What's the plan, Mom? And and she says, well, you know, I'm still not ready. That was her, her comment to me. I'm still not ready, right? I'm not ready because I'm like, Maybe it's time they moved to Arizona. You know, that's what old people do. I'm trying to tell my mom, that's what old people do. Right? We got a whole state out here that, that, that's made up of, this is where old people come. The weather's good. Right? We've got all the all the facilities you could ever do. We got whole entire cities dedicated to senior living. Right. Bocce ball. You name it. Right, you can hang out with a bunch of other people. You're the same as you. Drive around a golf course. Right. Uh, what do you call? I don't know, Mahjong or whatever. Bunko. A bunch of ladies in purple hats. You name hats. it. You name it. They've got the club for you. Come on down. And and she, I'm not ready. And and we were laughing, and I was giving her a hard time. And she loved the house she grew up in. And, uh, now, let me ask you, is this the house you were raised in, too? No, no, no. Oh, She's no, in no. the house she grew up in. No, no, no. 
That's my grandmother's house. Okay. And it is now in a neighborhood that we would call, what's the polite word? Uh, it's in decline. Oh, she's in the barrio. Only there's no Hispanic. There's there. no Hispanic <laughs> there. That's correct. It's in decline. And there, there, there is, but nonetheless, it's in decline. And my brothers and I would prefer her to sell both houses and buy, you know, what, a condo, something, you know, something that's got one level. How's that, right? Senior living. Something that's something, safe for her. Right, something that's You're safe. You're thinking about her safety and comfort and feeling at home. Right. Now, my grandmother's house, it is a ranch house, which is very odd for that type of neighborhood in Syracuse, yet there it was. He was, my grandfather was a mason, and he was a, you know, they made a living moving home believe it or not. Because that's how you did it back then. You owned your house, you, you moved it with you. But uh, I'm going to finish up on this story when we return. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back. So, so I'm talking to my mom last night, and she's all, she's just all, I shouldn't have said anything. And I'm like, no, you should have. I mean, there's certain things you have to do. And, and you know, obviously one of the things is, one, protect your assets. Because if you don't have things ready and there something happened to my mother, they'll take the house. They'll take them both. Right? And if you don't have the insurance, if you're not able to afford it or what have you and all these things. And, and she hasn't updated her will since my dad died. Right, you know, thirty years now. Right, it, it's time, and so she wants to. She has a hard time letting go of stuff. The case in point: we have a sunroom in our house when they lived in Tucson. My parents lived in Tucson. My dad ran K Gun Nine down there. My mom still has the furniture that was in the sunroom, the couch and the chairs. And, and, and any of you that know Syracuse, so the sun does not come out there, right, number one. But it's in the basement. Good place for it. And, and not like it, it's got stuff stacked on top of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, Mom. Time to let go. It's been that that stuff is over thirty years old. I don't even know if you put it out on the front lawn if somebody would drive by and even take it. <laughs> I mean, you may just have to go dump, and she won't get rid of it. But she's got this thing about her, you know, my grandmother's house, and it would cost about sixty thousand dollars to fix it up. And my brothers called me now, and they're like, oh, no, Bob can't do that, this, that, the other. And I talked to her last night, and I told her, you know what, Mom? It's your money. If that, if you think that's going to make you happy, who are we to tell you different? Right? Knock yourself out. I'm going the other way. Now, I think it's a horrible idea. But but I'm going to go the other way. I'm using the old reverse psychology 
on my mom to see if that'll work. I'll keep you posted. So I told her, go ahead. That's what you want to do. And it's got to do, I mean, it needs everything, right? And no one's lived in the house now. They used to rent it out, and then my mom found out she was breaking the law. And my mom, oh, boy, she does not like breaking the law in any way, shape, or form. And in New York, apparently, if you want to be a land, you need to get a permit. If you, if you want to do Yeah, what? she had rented it out to a friend of a friend type okay. thing, da, 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 and then that friend of a friend uh, was going to move out. And my mom was like, oh, well, then I'm going to put it up for rent. And then uh, a realtor friend of hers told her, hey, Linda, you know, you need a, a permit. A permit and this and that. And my mom was like, what? So consequently, instead of getting the permit, my mom just let the house sit empty. That's their logic. I don't know. And I guess we're, the, the whole point of the story was we started talking about cost between my brothers and I. And my brothers, both of my brothers, not my youngest brother, my youngest brother works from his house, but they manage a lot of people. Okay, my one brother uh, runs two different TV stations. And, and actually, and then he oversees four others. But the the and then my other brother is a lead somewhere. And then of course he's a lieutenant colonel in the National Guard. He leads lots of people. Right, then. leads lots of people. And they're telling me all of these stories of people that are you know their parents, whether it's mom and dad or mom or dad, who is needs assistance now right and they're in their 70s their 80s their 90s and it's a nightmare financially it's a nightmare mentally it's a nightmare and these people are you know kind of like uh like us everybody's scattered all over the country sure and they're trying to take care of mom and dad or mom or dad or whatever the case may be and and they're in some assisted living facility of some sort, and and they, they, they say the calls are constant. Right? It's not the, you know, my mom's like, well, I got the insurance, so everything will be fine. No, Mom. They're going to call, like, every 20 minutes. And I exaggerated, but, hey, your mom fell today. Uh, your mom's doing this, or your mom's, oh, we want to change medications, or your mom wants, you, you know what I'm saying? And it's. So the, the the what we ended up deciding was she she threw out this hey in five years I think I'm going to start spending more time in Arizona I don't know I don't know where five year what five years is but okay and I'm elated so I told her I said you just come on down I said this is the place to be Sarah and I will take care of you you know and at that point if you need to be in an, uh, uh, an assisted living facility center we got. They grow on trees out here. We'll pick out one you like and whatever and do all that stuff. But it is truly amazing. My mother is not a wealthy person, but she does. she's done okay, right? She doesn't have a million dollars, but she's got, you know, several hundred thousand dollars in assets. 
And and the funny thing is, is we we sit there and all me and my two other brothers and I, and the the biggest thing we worry about is, boy, I don't think she's got enough money. Joe, she's going to have to live with you, right? When I'm like, hey, great, we'll take her, right? But you know, it's amazing. Well, at least you're not that talk. family. Says, no, she's not. She's living with you. Right? <laughs> no, you got that know. going for you, right? Yeah, I guess so, right? Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Hey, give us a call. 1-800-951-0592. The, uh, I will say this, uh, and I don't want to uh, shift gears totally, but it is amazing. They've turned this whole... I don't know when dying became this super complicated thing, but it really has been, you know, the last few days. I, w- I wouldn't say it's stressful because it's like I told my mom. I said, you know what? Perfect. We need to get this out of the way, right? Let's have the plan in place. Let's make sure everybody knows what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Uh, but but uh, it is uh, it's amazing the amount of money it costs. And and you know, let's face it, you they're your parents. You want them to have some dignity. Comfort and comfort and all of these things and and uh all of that comes at a and it's an incredible price and it's just horribly uh frustrating to think about you know, here it is, my mom is in her seventies, she's still working. Now it's part time and she does it more for herself. Like I said, my mom's active, but she's a fru- she is she is a very frugal person. Right? Now obviously my dad died, he was only forty eight years old, so so he was the primary breadwinner. My mom, she quit working and raised our family. And uh, I feel very fortunate that she's been able to do what she's been able to do and amass the assets. Not that there are a lot, but the ones she has, she's worked very hard to have. And we and we all, you know, and all three of us just agreed. It was very matter-of-fact, too. Oh, that's not going to be enough. You know what I'm saying? Nobody tell mom. Right. <laughs> Nobody tell mom. And, and I, it's incredible. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, and and all of us are you know immediately the the first thing we're we're concerned about is hey the second you this happens they just go and get everything. Let's try to get as many things out of her name as possible. It's kind of it's almost like a sport now. The battle who to, to recover right, but but anyway I, I don't know it's just one of those shows I just I just wanted to. To touch on it, it it's been uh, well. I think it's very. It's been very well received, simply because that's what this show's about: readiness, readiness, and being prepared, and doing all of those things. And uh, and I believe that a lot of your your listeners can relate to the idea. Yeah, and really, you know what's the frightening part? Is the frightening part is not preparing. And a lot of people just don't. Just don't because they're all. Oh, it's too scary. No, that's why put off. Day, which you can get it done. You're, you're, right? You'll feel better. By the way, this is uh, we just got a call from one of our customers. There is a huge earthquake uh, in Poland. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the city, uh, but it's a big. It was a big 
silver mine in Poland. Uh, a big underground earthquake. They said uh, people were trapped in the mine. But this is uh, KGHM, one of the world's largest producers of copper and silver. And this is one of the silver mines that uh, apparently provides the COMEX bars. I don't know what effect that will have on supply, uh, but we'll keep you up to date tomorrow on that as well. I hope all of you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. You never know what type of show it's going to be. We'll be back again tomorrow. Take care.